The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. We're really thankful that you've joined us again. We hope that this will be an encouraging time for you. Welcome back to Brother Phil. Phil, glad you're here again. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Glad to be back. Today, we're discussing chapter two of Paul Tripp's book, Parenting, and it's titled Grace. It's such a, such a good chapter. If you don't have the book, I would say this chapter is worth the price of the book. It's Amen. So rich. I've I've marked up every page. It would take probably 20 or 30 minutes for me to read all the quotes that I have underlined and starred in this chapter. But the reason that this chapter is so important is because God's grace is so important. When Jesus came with the glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth, and John says that from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. And in Colossians 1, Paul, he, he, he's talking about the Colossians, the Colossian believers' receipt, reception of the gospel, and that when Epaphras came and taught them the gospel, what they understood when they heard this message was the grace of God. And so when we hear the gospel, we hear a message of grace. And Paul Tripp's point here is that that grace isn't just for redemption in the past or for eternal life in the future. It is for right now in the grind including parenting. Phil, what stood out to you, brother? What was helpful to you from this chapter? Yeah, as he as he starts out before he really gets into any of his his major points, he he just reminds us that he says there is nothing more important to consistent, faithful, patient, loving and effective parenting than to understand what God has given you in the grace of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think like you said, it's it's of utmost importance for us to understand the grace of God and in our lives and and especially in our parenting. And and he goes on to say, well, maybe you're thinking right now, uh, I don't need more theology. You know, (laughs) I need practical help. Yeah. We're going to see, yeah, we need practical help. And that's what we do. That's what the grace of God gives us is, is that practical help. That's good. And because ultimately what it means for God to give us grace, how he does that is he gives us himself. I mean, Paul Tripp says that the eternal God has basically unzipped us and put himself and his power and his resources inside of us so that when we come to the end of ourselves, uh, that's actually where we're supposed to be. It's a good place because we then we see and rely on the power of God. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really his first point is, is that God doesn't call people to be parents because they're able, right? And I'm sure a lot of our parents, if they're normal, I mean, if they're like me, and I think a lot of folks is regularly you feel like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. I'm I see the same patterns over and over, and and it can just feel exhausting, wearying. And his point there is that that's actually God's design, right? Is He wants us to feel needy for Him. Yeah, yeah. And He says God calls unable people to do important things because ultimately what He's working on is not our immediate success, but that we would come to know Him, to love Him, to rest in His grace, and to live for His glory. And ultimately, He wants God wants to get glory, not us. And as we were talking earlier, just talking about you know when we we used to when our kids were little or even elementary school age, we would go somewhere, whether it be a, a restaurant or uh, someone's home, and and we would give explicit instructions <laughs> that right. this is what you are to do and not to do. And I think. Part of it was, hey, it's it's good it's to training. It's training that yeah. is training. So do, please do that. But the other part was, we won't. We don't want to be embarrassed by your behavior. 
that's what we were thinking, I'm sure. And you know, as kid as our kids are, that you can't take good fruit and put it on a dead tree. And so, but also we have to remember a six year old, even if they're saved by grace, they still haven't been discipled in the years. And we think of the struggles we have um, and how we continue to uh, fall into some of the same sin, sinful behavior at times. Why not? Why would I? Why would you expect our kids to do any different? And really, he. It makes the point that the whole story of the Bible is really one story, and it's God rescuing weak, needy, broken people, right? Jesus Christ came to save sinners, and he did it by his death and his resurrection. And our lives as parents, in a sense, pictures that for our kids, right? They don't need to see someone who's got it all together. They don't need a mom and dad who doesn't need a Savior. They need to see, oh, my mom and dad need the Savior too, right? We affirm the reality of the gospel, the truthfulness of the gospel by actually relying on the Savior as parents. Yeah, yeah. And we have faith in that in that God is going to accomplish what he said he's, he's going to accomplish, and, and we trust in those promises. But God wants to take ordinary people and through the power of his Spirit do extraordinary things. And we have to lean into that because that's hard for us as parents because we want to see immediate response after two weeks of some kind of instruction in their life. Sure. And we know that we are how we change. No, that's not how we change either. (laughs) And so it's a, it's a process of sanctification that that happens by grace. He kind of starts with talking about how God uses the trials and struggles of parenthood to expose our own hearts, to show us, to help us see ourselves more accurately, to see our own need for his grace. And, it's true of marriage, it's true of parenting, it's true of lots of things in life that we, there's sin lying dormant or deep that we sometimes aren't even aware of until we get in new circumstances, new situations, new circumstances where we, you know, we get closer to people or we are pushed in certain ways. And but ultimately what's in there is what comes out. He has the, you know, the illustration of, of water in a bowl. And if you shake it out, water is going to come out and he says, if it was milk in the bowl, you could shake it for all eternity and you're not ever going to get water to splash out. You're going to have milk splashing out. <laughs> and the, our kids and difficulties related to parenting don't cause us to sin. They expose sin that's already there mm-hmm. in our hearts. But that's not just a condemning, frightening message. That's actually a hope-giving message because we don't have to, we don't have to hide. We don't have to act like we have it all together, right? We, right. He says God's grace frees us from having to deny our weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, he follows up and says, here's the single, here's the single redemptive reality right here, right now that makes parenting possible. God in you. Amen. you. And he says, you read it right. The apostle Paul says that you don't really understand who you are and what you've been given until you understand this amazing thing that God knew that our calling would be so huge and our weakness so deep that the only thing that would help us was himself. And I know in our parenting years, there have been times when we've been in tears and we've been left with the fact that that is the only thing we can grip and hold on to is God's grace and the fact that God is doing a work in spite of us. That's right. On page 38 in the book, he, he asks this question, you know, following up on that idea you just shared, you have God in every moment of every day. The question is, will you remember mm. that you do? And so just seeing really the, I think one of the biggest applications of this chapter is remember. That's the mm. first 
imperative, the first instruction in the book of Ephesians. It's chapter and a half in, chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember. Yeah. Right? We have to remember that we were broken, that we were slaves to sin, and that God, through his mercy in Jesus, through his cross and his resurrection, has rescued us from the punishment of sin, and he is rescuing us from the power of sin in an ongoing way. And so we have to, it really has to shape our mindset and our expectations that God is using this, not just in my kid's life, but he's using this to continue to parent me, to make me more like himself. Yeah, yeah, that's good. One of the things that that stuck out to me as well was this idea that, that I don't have to be a perfect father. And he says, here's the humbling conclusion that God in grace helps us realize that I'm more like my children than unlike them. That's right. And there's few of the struggles in the lives of my kids that aren't in my life. And so this idea should transform our parenting that I shouldn't be a self-righteous father. One, my kids need to see a broken, contrite sinner saved by grace. Because that's the example that that should come out, but that hasn't always been the case for me, and so it's or for me, yeah. And so it's a it's a work in progress. I think that that is one of the other more powerful application pieces here. Is you know, J.C. Ryle actually talks about this in his little book, The Duties of Parents. But if we come to our parents with a sternness and severity, and we're always demanding uh, perfection from them. And acting as if we ourselves are perfect, don't need help, don't need God's grace, they're going to close their hearts up to us. We're going to be impatient. We're going to be critical. We're not going to be tender and gentle. We're not going to enjoy them. We're going to be we're going to we're going to be a burden on them in a sense. And it, he says it will close up their heart, and you will weary yourself to find the door to their heart again. And mm. but a humble, confessing parent encourages his or her children to be humble and confessing as well. And it just leads to opportunity after opportunity to talk about the rescuing love of Jesus, is what Paul Tripp says. So it grows us, it changes us, it, it more accurately reflect, reflects the gospel to our kids when we parent this way, when we recognize we, we're more like them than unlike them. Um, anything else that stood out to you that was really helpful? Yeah, I just think the the idea that parenting is a sanctifi- sanctification process is sanctifying for us through God's grace. He says, here's what you and I should never forget as we seek to parent our children. The Heavenly Father is parenting everyone in the room. Like our children, we need to grow and mature. And like our children, we haven't progressed beyond the need for a father's care. And so I know in my all of the years of parenting that we've done, and even some of late, have been some of the most sanctifying experiences in my life in trusting in his grace because I've realized that a lot of the things that my kids are struggling with are a direct result of the things that I struggle with that maybe I ha- I need to deal with as well. And sure. So it, it takes me to the, the throne of grace and, and helps me to, to draw near. Yeah, the last last section is really powerful, especially you mentioned a few moments ago that you, know, you didn't always see these things and you know, we all have mistakes in our parenting as we look backwards that can, he, he says that, you know, the, the danger of regret is it can paralyze us. We can, uh, ultimately, the reason it paralyzes us is we forget the cross. We forget the forgiveness that Jesus purchased with his blood. And so living in and parenting out of God's grace, ultimately, 
liberates us from from regret as a prison mm. that would keep us from moving forward, right? Jesus bore our guilt and our shame on the cross with his blood. He purchased our complete forgiveness for every sin we would ever commit. And so we don't have to deny our sin, but we can come and acknowledge it to God and we can ask him for help to move forward and, and love our kids better going forward. Absolutely. So we hope that this little conversation and this chapter is uh, an encouragement to you. Again, we appreciate you tuning in. Phil, thanks for joining, brother. Amen. All right. See you next time on the Gospel Shaped Home. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.